0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
1: On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it.
2: Central Show here on SEN. Damon Adams with you alongside four-time Central's Premiership star, Andrew Hayes. Good afternoon, Hazy. How are you, mate?
3: Good afternoon to you, Damon. Good afternoon to uh, the loyal SEN listeners. It's been um, an interesting week. Um, saw the state game, which was a fantastic result uh, for the West End state team. But um, local footy returns this weekend, it's good.
2: Always good to be coming in off a crow eaters win. Uh, they were hard fought in the end. Really, it came down to, to a last shot from WA, which hit the post uh, and gave us the 49-48 ledger against the West.
3: So it was a four-point difference in the end. So um, And it looked like uh, SA were going to run away with it for the most part of the game, but WA hung in there off the back of some really good performances from some of their boys. And it's got to be said as well that they're missing a lot of state league players to AFL duty. So they put up a hell of a show, but um, look, SA got the win and that's all that matters. And the Hayden Bunton junior cup stays in the hands of SA and a nice little bit of a gap now in terms of head to head, which is nice.
2: It's going to be interesting. Uh, We're later in the show going to be speaking to Casey Voss. This guy's name has been all over the shop. It turned up on SCN's Gary and Tim this week. He's going to be joining us because he, of course, won the Foss Williams medal for best player of field. Um, and now he's been taught right in the mix for the AFL mid-season draft.
3: And so he should be, of course, the son of the great Michael Voss. And what we do know is that he's not going to pop up at Carlton. And that posse, <laughs> he shot him down. Has already brutally said that. Look, no, we're not going to go in that direction. Oh, Dad which is a bit stiff. I would have thought if Dad's a head coach and you're playing some amazing footy like Casey's playing, you'd say, look, Dad, if if all else fails, surely the Blues will throw me a lifeline and give me a rookie spot. But that's not going to happen. He has to go somewhere. Surely, he's been so good for so long now. It's a good couple of years where he's really been good. Um, won the best and fairest last year, so he's proved that. It wasn't just a fluke, yeah. the Foss Williams medal that he picked up on the weekend. He's been really good for a long time. He finds the ball. He gets himself into really good spots. He combines so well with Will Coomlis in that back line. 15 marks he took in a yeah, state game. swept across
2: that half back line.
3: can tell you as well, it is, it is next level. Yeah. It's quicker. It's closer to an AFL game than, than probably... It feels like a grand final playing in a state game because it is the best of the best with the state league players. The, the tempo of the game is just much, much quicker. It's absolutely hot. And don't worry, the players are going at 100%. So for Casey Voss to put in a performance like that in what will be this season, his biggest game, unless he plays in a grand final, really, really impressive stuff. And we've seen the recruiters as well. Guys like John Noble, Will Snelling, um, Noel back in the day as well. They're looking at those games yeah, and of saying, course. absolutely, if you can perform in a, in a match like that, it's a really big tick.
2: You love players giving you a wonderful account of themselves right at the right time. Now, what's going to be particularly interesting, we've spoken to Sandford coaches um, and the potential of them losing players mid-season at the wrong time, plays that are ridiculously difficult to replace. Of course, uh, Jade Sheedy lost uh, James Cheetahs and Jack Hayes right at the start of the year. The mid-season draft does weaken the pool. And if you're Marty Matner right now, of course you want the best for Casey. And all the players, you know, under your care. But worst case scenario for Sturt?
3: Ah, uh, I don't think I don't think Marty would think that. Probably not, because I think as a whole as well, Sturt's been reasonably lucky in yeah. that space. I mean, if we if we talk to Jared Wright and the South Adelaide guys, maybe they're uh, probably sitting and um, have a bit of a different attitude on all these types of things. Particularly if they lost somehow, lost to ruckman. Geez, imagine if they lost Keegan Brooks oh, again in the mid-season will, draft. not again. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be around when Buffer gets that phone call. But I feel like Marty Madden. given from where he's come from, his unbelievable AFL career. He's stint in the AFL system back at a, at a spot where he is right now. And some of the guys, the mature age guys who have gone through and got an opportunity, I think of Paddy Wilson – that he would be delighted if Casey Voss got an opportunity. And they run very, very deep Sturt, So they'll be absolutely fine.
2: Well, stick around and you'll hear from Casey Voss. Also coming up the show, we're going to be speaking to Crows Sandford coach Mick Godden. Of course, they're, they're doing great guns this year in terms of the, the strength of their reserves team.
3: They're healthy. They're just absolutely healthy. Um, and, geez, there's some pretty high-profile players just sort of doing the rounds at the minute. Um, so we'll see what happens with selection tomorrow, but what do they lose? Riley Thilthorpe. I mean, if technically Matthew Nix is looking for a a game where, or maybe a couple of games where he dominates, um, that hasn't happened because he's mixed COVID with injury. Yeah. So he hasn't had an opportunity, but I mean, it feels like getting to the stage where he has to play at AFL level. Matt Crouch, will he be there? Riley O'Brien. Both of those guys, if you're reading between the lines and what's been said by assistant coaches, et cetera, they're probably going to play in the sample this weekend. So it's a really stacked midfield um, full of AFL-listed players. The difference between Port Adelaide and the Crows really struggling is when they've got injuries and yeah. you've got six or seven top-ups. They don't have it at the Crows and they're flying.
2: One thing that we're really looking forward to today, we're going to be joined by Central's great James Gowans. You know this man... Quite personally,
3: uh, it feels like everyone knows the Gowns twins personally for for whatever reason. They're they're seriously high profile yeah, the twins. Of course, everyone knows who they are.
2: You don't win nine flags in this town without having a profile
3: about. You. It's weird. It's it's not even just it's not even just the football. It's just that that their personalities were so incredibly large that if anyone says or finds out that you played for Central Districts at any time. The first question is, Oh, what are the twins like <laughs> each and every time? Oh, what are the twins like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, they're awesome. They're how, really how good
2: you, guys. So that's how you answer the question or do you, do you instantly go into anecdotes about them?
3: Oh, there's always a story the, the go-to story is, um, what you see, they, they just wear their hearts. They always wore, wore their hearts on their sleeve. So what you, what you would see is what you got. They weren't different off the field. They were larger than life on the field. Yeah. And I think off they're exactly the same. Like I, a straightaway go-to story, which is one of the first things that I learned about Chris and James' gowns and the way that they got – and just how competitive they were as well. That's why they were so good is because everything was a competition, absolutely everything, uh, not just between themselves but between teammates and everything. It was good, healthy competition that made you really, really good. Um, I remember one of my first games, we were playing against Glenelg and first quarter – first quarter I reckon we were up by like 35 points. Yep. Uh, second quarter, uh, we lost a quarter – and we're up by about 25 points. And then we go into the change rooms and think, well, oh, they, they got on top of us in that second quarter. but That's okay. We must have just got a little bit lazy. Still healthy lead. Chris and James are starting to argue with each other. It turned into real solid insults. The best thing about their arguments is that they're so <laughs> identical in every single way. Yeah. One of them would call the other one, oh, you're a fat this and this. And you go, well, you're a fat this and this. And you yeah. go, guys... If you throw them personal insults at each other, you're exactly the same. <laughs> the
2: genetics are there, boys. You're
3: effectively saying that to yourself. So just, just think about that. But I remember it was halftime of this game, and we're still up by 25 at halftime, and they ended up getting in a full-blooded fist fight with each other. Oh, God. Which, and I'm just sitting going, hang on, we're winning the game. What's happening here? What's it going to be like if we're down? But it was a bit of an argument, probably about something that was happening in the midfield, and that's how unbelievably seriously they took it, and that's the sort of standards that they set. And they did that throughout their whole career, which is a giant reason why it wasn't just them. It was a core cool bunch of senior players. Why the Dogs were so good because yeah. of guys like that setting standards. It wasn't just on game day as well. It could have been Monday afternoon uh, during the preseason. They'd go just as hard.
2: Well, they helped build a dynasty. Hey, Hazy, let's just put a little bit of attention on the Central W Finals. Uh, North Adelaide, 11 defeated Sturt, cruising into the prelim. Sturt only 14 points for the day. And the Tigers 5-7-37 and a hard-fought win over South Adelaide. The Panthers 3-3-21, which means that Sturt will face off against Glenelg Wigan Oval this Sunday in the prelim final.
3: Yeah, it's good. So Sturt get another opportunity as do Glenelg to uh, jump in and join North for that Sample W Grand Final. If you get an opportunity as well to go see some Sample Sample W action, go do and go uh, support because... um, It's a really, really good standard now. It's been developing for the last sort of few years. But just like the AFLW, it's taken massive strides. Yeah.
2: Let's put our attention towards the new round of Sandville footy. It's back. And the signature match, of course, this was sounded out right before the season started, is the Russell Ebert tribute match. They're heading to Loxton. Uh, It's the Bloods against the Magpies. How do you see this one playing out on Sunday?
3: Well, I think we know uh, the direction it's probably going to go in terms of the score. Adelaide uh, will go in as heavy favourites uh, and also pretty solid contributor potentially in the forward line. Charlie Dixon's going to play. Charles Dixon. So that's that's all but being confirmed. We'll wait for the teams as confirmation tomorrow night. But he spoke on Channel 10 early in the week saying he's probably going to play in the Maggie. So that's going to be a really nice matchup because you would expect that Caden Brand goes to him. Um, he's going to get plenty of service probably in the midfield. Hamish Hartlett expected to come back in for the Bloods as well. So some big names coming back for both sides. Um, but for what it's all about, Russell Lee tribute match, it's a beautiful special occasion.
2: Oh, it's going to be wonderful. There's there's some ripping fixtures, in fact, this round. Uh, Eagles up against Adelaide, Norwood against Central Districts, the Bays up against uh, the Panthers, and North Adelaide against the Double Blues. That one I'm looking forward to.
3: Uh, yeah, take your pick of which match uh, you think would be match of the round. Friday night. At Woodville Oval as well. I'm looking forward. I'm gonna be out there and having a look at that game. We're gonna um do some uh some commentating through the sample stream. That'll be good because I've never seen night football at Woodville Oval. That's yeah. a new thing that started this year. Um and I'm not sure exactly who I would tip. Uh you've got the Eagles who were just in a really good spot at the moment, and the Crows are absolutely fine. Maybe I'd tip the Eagles just because they're on their home deck. Interesting to see as well, uh Mickey Godden and the way that he goes about it because he is an absolute favorite son of the Eagles back at Woodville Oval, coaching the Crows against his old side.
2: Well, we'll see how he feels as he comes on to the Sandful Show this afternoon. Sandful is back and the Sandful Show is cooking along. Thanks to Host Plus. On SENSA,
1: you're listening to the Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it.
2: The Sandful Show with David Adams and Andrew Hayes coming at you for your Wednesday afternoon. Well, the Crows in the sandford they've been flying so far this season. A 5-1 record has them second on the table. They're facing up in a huge Friday night clash against Woodville West Torrance. Their coach, Vicky Godden, joins us now. G'day, Michael. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. It's going to be a welcome return after a couple of weeks off for the state game. Uh, how are the guys feeling about hitting the ground running Friday night under lights at Woodville.
4: Yeah, we're really excited. It's um, obviously being a, an ex-Eagles man myself. I know what it means to the footy club down there to, you know, finally get the good lights up, and you know, this is a big moment for their, for you know, for the Eagles and for the SNFL to be able to showcase a, a big game on a Friday night. So, yeah, rapt to be a part of it, obviously. The Crows boys, you know, we've um, yeah, we've got a, a big couple of games on this weekend, but this is certainly you know a good start for us on Friday night. We'll see how we go, but um, yeah, just a really exciting to be a part of a, a historic day, and obviously it's quite ironic that I was at the Eagles for a decade, so it's it's nice to go go back
3: there and, and um, you know, play in this game. Uh, Gody what's it like when you're in the uh, the visitor's coaching box? You're such a, uh, I'm going to embarrass you here, but um, you're so loved at the Eagles and would call you an Eagles great, all those types of things, but um, being on the other <laughs> side of it.
0: It's a
4: little bit strange actually, to be honest. Like last year I found it quite strange a couple of games but, you know, the further you get away from it obviously, the, the easier it gets but I mean, clearly, you know, we're all competitors we want to, I want to beat them and they want to beat us, there's no doubt about that, but yeah, it's nice to. It does feel a lot like home when you go there. There's a lot of great people that I, you know, still have great friendships with. But doesn't mean that I want to go easy on them, and I'm sure they don't want to go easy on me either.
2: The gross form in the AFL, of course, has been a little bit inconsistent, uh, and coming off the back of a couple of losses. But really, um, in the Standford, there have been plenty of strengths to get excited about. It really says a lot for the development of the young players at the Crows, but also the lack of injuries have kept things pretty consistent for the squad. Would you say that's true?
4: Yeah, absolutely. We've been quite lucky with injuries, and that certainly makes a big difference. And, you know, you're just waiting for the moment when that changes. But, you know, what what we've been able to do this year is obviously give that that extra year into a lot of our younger AFL-listed players is huge. Because remember, a lot of these guys missed a year through COVID as well. So you know they they are year younger in terms of their footy life. So um, yeah, they're, they're just starting to build their bodies up and their resilience up to be able to play at the level of Central Footy and and hopefully above it. And then obviously the guys we've got as our development players, we worked really hard in the summer to get some people in to make sure we can help our, our you know our younger and less experienced AFL kids, uh, just to make sure we had some you know, guys out there that can direct. And you know the fellows we brought in have been fantastic. So. Yeah, it gives us a good balance. Um, yeah, it's just it's nice at the moment to have as many players available. So you just never know when that'll
3: change. Jeez, God, it's a bit of a stacked midfield at the moment when you've got Riley O'Brien <laughs> and Matt Crouch. We'll wait and see what happens with the selection tomorrow night. But um, individually, with some of those guys, Matty Crouch, how has he been in his time in the sample?
4: Yeah, good. He's been. I mean, it's really difficult, Hazy, for you know a guy, all Australian to to go through anyone who goes through. A, I guess what you call a not a form slump, that's probably not the right phrase, but just, you know, some difficulties in their football. And, but, you know, Matt's been fantastic. He's a great character and, you know, Nixie's been really clear on, on you know, what he needs to do and he's, he's with us and he's doing everything he can. He's showing great leadership and, and that's all we can ask. And, you know, every footballer goes through these things in their footy journey and this will only make him a better player.
3: I suppose everyone's been talking about Riley O'Brien's omission, but what we can talk about, particularly on this show, is what a nice result or what a good story it is for Kieran Strawn, who's been—it feels like—in such good form for a long time.
4: Yeah, we're rat right for, for Strawny. He's been—he's been magnificent for the sample, or for myself, and the sample program. But whilst that's been happening, he's been developing into a really strong ruckman. So, yeah, we've been really pleased with him from our leadership and also just on the field. He's a a little bit is a mature age, so he, he knows what to do. And, you know, it's just exciting when you sit in my role and to see guys like him and Jake Saligo and, you know, Will Hamill and all these guys going up and performing at the level. It's, uh, it's, it's really, you know, it's a testament to all the staff at the sample level because ultimately, you know, that's one of our major roles is to make sure they're ready. And, you know, it's a two-way street. They've got to put the effort in, and that's what Strawny's done now for a couple of years. So we're wrapped uh, that he's getting that opportunity.
3: What do you want to see from Riley O'Brien?
4: Um, yeah, Riley's just. I mean, he's just got to compete. He's got to. He's got to get a bit of, you know, a bit of mongrel into him. You know, he he plays such a high level for such long minutes at AFL, and yeah, you, know, you can tell at times it takes his toll, and sometimes players need a little bit of a reset, um, and uh, and that's what he's got. So he, he'll be up and about. There's no doubt about that. He's, you know, he's he's a professional. Um, it's certainly, you know, it's not dented his confidence at all. He'll he'll come out and really, you know, try to make sure that he puts his right foot forward and puts some pressure back on Strawny because that's what Strawny's been doing to him for a long period of time.
2: We're speaking to Mickey Godden, the coach of the Crow's Sandfall squad and of course Crow's assistant coach as well. Mickey, one of the um, most impressive things about watching the Crow's in the Sandfall this year has been your efficiency up forward. You're the highest scoring team in the league. Of course, uh, your forward stocks have been boosted with AFL listed players in Raleigh Philthorpe and Darcy Fogarty. But there's also been wonderful contributions. Matty Wright has been doing a wonderful job and New Church as well has uh, hit the scoreboard a lot.
4: Yeah, we're really happy with... um, Obviously, Matty Wright's professional. We know what he's capable of and uh, I guess we come to expect what he can do. But yeah, Tariq's been really good. Young Luke Kervis, who's an AFL listed young man as well. He's coming along really nicely. So, yeah... Those guys have been been really good, and then some of our development players. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie came in against Westies and played well. Josh Smithson came in, uh, kicked four goals. So, yeah, we've um, yeah we have been scoring well, and clearly that um, you know opposition are going to work pretty hard to stop that. But uh, yeah, we probably need to work a little bit more on our defensive side. We still get scored against, so yeah, there's plenty to work on there.
3: There's a lot of people talk about the crows, and I suppose what their role is—not their role or their place—I suppose—in the sample. Uh, is there? Would it be right in saying that there's an opportunity to prove this year that the crows can develop for the AFL and also win it all.
4: Yeah, you know, that's 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 the goal every year, and sometimes it's just unrealistic because you know the the, the demographic or the age and the experience of our. AFL players are just so inexperienced basically or so young so that it's, when they come up against teams like the Eagles and Glenelg in the last couple of years we just get knocked around but yeah we're starting to get to a point where you know the physicality uh, of the team is, is good enough now so you just never know the hazy lot we you know we are restricted to 17 AFL listed when it comes to finals but then there's also so, um, there's also um, selection criteria that you can't have played too many AFL games so who knows later in the year whether you can go on and and win finals but at the moment, yeah, we're really happy that we can produce a good round of footy at uh, a temple level and, and a good, exciting band, but also pushing guys up to AFL. Cause as you said, it's a, it's a two headed thing and, and it's really important that we're doing
2: both. You're in the era of Nixie at team selection every week. You're, you're seeing this young group develop. Is there a particular play you're advocating for to see more senior time? Um, No, not, not
4: a particular player. This it's a consistent thing every week where we go in and we pitch the players. We see the holes, or not the holes, we see the deficiencies at times at AFL and who's, you know, who's under pressure. And it's, it's our role to make sure there's a player to fill that spot. And So every week we're going in advocating for, for certain players. But yeah, we've got, some, we've got some wonderful young men and you know they're going up, played a little bit of AFL, they're coming back, they're getting experience. It's a, it's a really exciting time for our footy club and especially for me to be working in that development arm it's it's really exciting to have those guys and you know hopefully we'll see them in three four years time playing on the big stage in big moments and that's that's you know that's the reward
3: again mate, we'll wait and see what happens with selection tomorrow night but um riley Thilthorpe, i know he's uh, had a bit of a knee issue and COVID and all types types of things but at a state league level what do you need to see
4: yeah so riley yeah it's consistency now as, you know poor bugger has been out and he got hit with COVID at the wrong time and He's had a, he's had some um, some leg issues as well, but he's just got to keep jumping in the footy, keep competing. He's doing his ruck work now. Um, you know he's going to do ruck work in the future, so we need to continue to see him competing in that area. So yeah, he's he's just been a bit of a slow burn the start of this year, but I have no doubt that you know his second half of the year he's going to. You know they, they take a little while to use their body these guys, and you know he's a big guy, Riley, and you know we have to get him physically ready for I feel footy as well. So, no, nah, he's just got to compete, jump at the footy, and, and uh, you know, do what he does.
2: Well, Mick, we know you're a busy man, mate, so we appreciate your time joining us here on the Sandful Show. Friday night, under lights, Monteen Kia Oval, Woodville West Torrens against the Adelaide Crows. Make sure you get along. Mickey Godden, thanks so much for your time. No problems at all. Thanks very much. Remember that you can catch up with any of our interviews on The Sandful Show podcast by searching The Sandful Show on any of your favourite podcast apps. Give us a subscribe as well. Coming up next, you're not going to want to miss this. Central District's football club legend, SA Footy Hall of Famer, James Gowans. And Hazy, I think we're going to need to ask him this question and he'll answer it as well. Why is he better than his brother, Chris? James Gowan joining us after this on The Sandful Show here at Studio SEN at 1 Kim William Street. Thanks to Host Plus. On SENSA,
1: you're listening to The Sandful Show. for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes?
2: Nothing beats it. The Sandful Show, on your Wednesday afternoon, thanks to host Plus, Damon Adams here with four-time premiership central defender, superstar Andrew Hayes. Hayes, when we're looking at past players to talk to on the Sandful Show, we want to tick off a couple of criteria. One, success stories. Two, big personalities. And this man, big tick in both boxes.
3: Yeah, really big tick. And when you call me a four-time premiership player, that um, makes me feel insignificant when this bloke has won nine. James Gowans <laughs> from the Central District Bulldogs. Yeah, how are you today?
5: Great, mate. Thanks for having us, buddy. Damon, how are we?
2: Doing very well. When you get the call from Hazy, what, what's your first reaction when you see that name show up on your phone?
3: <laughs> Joy. Uh, great, <laughs> guitarist. great guitarist. Who's a guitarist? <laughs> Who's this? You got my number?
5: Be, be, better see it. Yeah, I'll see what your number. <laughs> you know that, mate. You know that. I always, uh, when I see his num- name, I think uh, Hazy needs something. That's what I always, <laughs> yeah. honestly think first thing. And then the next thing that pops into my mind is him going to hospital when he tried to
3: run with Chris and I at you know, the first question <laughs> that he did. Yes. What did you pick? Uh, I remember that like it was just yesterday because for whatever <laughs> reason, I think I tried to space myself out and it must have been the second or third one, Gaia. And it was you. I took you on and I'm trying to sneak in the inside and you sort of nudge me out. And then there was this, we, we crossed over the line and then it was genuine yeah. push and shove. And I remember thinking, what have I done? What am I doing here? And then all of a sudden... Stewie Cochran runs over and goes, Roy, Roy was watching that. He loved it. <laughs>
5: he loved it. <laughs> you had a crack, didn't you? But uh, yeah, I don't know whether it was worth going to Lyle McKeown for the night for dehydration. <laughs> but um, no, it was funny times, weren't they, Hazy? Oh, mate, they were,
3: they were really good times. And uh, I was saying just before to Damon that um, every time if someone play, I found, finds out that I played Central, still now, the first question is, oh, yeah. the twins, what are they like? And I say the same thing, and I pretty much go down the same path, and that is, I mean, my go-to story is one of my first games where we were beating Glenelg by about 35 at quarter time, 25 at half time. so we lost a quarter, and five minutes yeah. into the halftime break, you and, and Chris are not bickering, it's a full-on fist fight. and yeah. <laughs> I'd never seen anything like it, and, and Roy's had to break it up, I reckon Buckets had to um, get jump in the yeah. middle as well, but and people say, "Well, isn't that that's outrageous?" And I'd sort of put it down towards the, the 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 area of that's how competitive everyone was, but you blokes in particular. And I feel like that sort of competitiveness competitiveness was a really really good thing.
5: It was su- successful at the time. Um, you know, it probably wouldn't work these days with all the players that and the sooks that are going around these days. But um, we're our own harshest <laughs> critics at, at the time, and um, held us in good stead. We we held each other accountable and. Yeah, we used to give criticism out, but we also copped it as well. And, um, yeah, we're a really, really strong group. And, uh, yeah, I loved it. I I know that a lot of guys probably, you know, didn't like it as much. But um, we won, didn't we, in the end of the day? I saw that Michael Jordan doco and he was sort of the same, wasn't he?
2: Well, that's it. You you can't argue with the results. Nine premierships in the 2000s. a, A dynasty was created. And maybe that passion just fed into that point in time perfectly. What do you think the change is to to nowadays in the Sanford and the AFL? And do you think you need to bring back a little bit of that grit?
5: Yeah, look, oh, I think there's still room for the grit. Um, I know the game's changed a lot. Uh, you know, like even the fact with the umpires, like Central's Chris and I probably are the main ones. But, you know, if we didn't like a decision, geez, we used to give it to the umpire. And I think we had a sort of... In, an intimidation factor going back in those days. Like we had a lot of sides beaten before we even started the game because of our record. And, you know, we had a really good side as well, but um, yeah, we, there's still a place in the game for it. I'm sure I'll go and watch Central's most weeks and um, you know, we, we don't have sort of anyone who, you know, pushes the, pushes the line in the, uh, you know, when they play and, Back When we were successful, we had a lot of guys who were willing to push the envelope. Um, so there's still room in it. I know the game's changed a lot, but um, yeah, they were great days. Like, I uh, you'll never get back there. We copied Port Adelaide a bit, you know. The club developed an ethos, and um, you know, we which said club premierships were uh, club success was measured on premierships, and you know, we did really well. We played in 12 straight grand finals as well. We lost what four in a row. Uh, four out of those twelve years, and and one night, three. Jeez, how good's my maths going? But um, <laughs> yeah. Look, we had a great time, and yeah, I don't think anyone will sort of get back to
3: there now. But um, we were really lucky. I know, well, mate. I was lucky to be involved with. I mean, it was it was you, it was your brother, it was Matt Slade, it was Dan Shell, it was Buckets, it was these guys. It was just yep. a bunch of older blokes who had the same goals, and that was. It wasn't about money. It was just about. Being in a group where you know you're going to win each and every week, I thought that was pretty rare. Nine premierships. Yeah. If if you had to get quizzed on a favourite or maybe your top three, which path would you go down? Yep.
5: Oh mate, two thousand was uh, the, the best best one by by a fair bit. You know, before we won our first premiership, it was the club's first flag. It was my first flag personally. Um, after what the club had been through, you know, since the foundation and um that night after the game, even during the game, uh, you know, coached by a club legend, in Peter Jonas, we had, you know, club legend, it's Stewie was just on his journey, he'd supported a club right through, but Danny Holm, the skipper who, you know, is synonymous with centrals, and then, yeah, it was just uh, an outpouring of emotion, just for the community, and everything, well, that that celebration went for four weeks, like, we were still partying, you know, the first night of pre-season, the next year, um, But it was sort of, you could feel a thing where, you know, the whole mentality of the club had just flipped after that first premiership. And, um, you know, the the weight sort of was lifted and, uh, you know, it didn't matter anymore. Like we should have, central districts, I didn't know much about it, but, you know, we were a big chance in 95 to win the premiership and we got really close and Port Adelaide beat them again. And then 96 was sort of our year and the same thing happened again. So, had two really good shots at it and then um, and unfortunately missed out both to the Magpies. And um, I sort of thought that uh, the opportunity had passed them by. But then to win in 2000 was just monkey off the back stuff. It was so good. And then, um, yeah, we were lucky. Like you don't, You won't get it now, but a lot of us guys sort of hung around. We were in the unfortunate position where not many people got drafted out of our club. But they were really good players and yeah. they hung around. So we had a, a, a real core cool group of older guys. So we all started together at about 23. And then we went right through. Like Chris and I ended up with the last ones who fished at 35. But every year, well, whoever left, like when we lost our first group of the Bellows and the Hotwood Tour gun players, um, we got Andrew Hayes in and Trent Goodrums and uh, Kyle Jenner's. And we always replaced those old guys who were going with. with younger guys, who hung around as well. You know, we were really lucky that everyone hung around. And Hazy was right, mate. No one was playing for for money, really, back then. We all could have got money, bigger money elsewhere. Um, but, yeah, we just stayed for the success. We just wanted to win premierships. And we were lucky enough that we, you know, Chris and I got nine. But, you know, Hazy's got four. And there's a couple you know, Tom, I think, got eight. And I think Slade, has got seven. Yeah, the list goes on. Like, There's lots of guys who got plenty of premierships. And, yeah, it was just... Uh, Made us, you know, it was best best time of my life.
3: I'd hate to know just how little the likes of Jason McKenzie were getting paid because I remember hearing a story <laughs> that all Chris had to do was to sign him each and every year was go to Capunda. Uh, I think he's from. He's a good Capunda boy, isn't he? Go to the pub, buy yeah, him a schnitzel yeah, is, mate. and say sign this.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, you're right, mate. You think about what Quinton Graham was getting paid. He would have been getting twenty bucks, you know, and doing it for a sausage after the game. Um, yeah, as I said, you know, a lot of these clubs were back then were paying big money, but you know they were paying the wrong blokes in the end, weren't they? We, um, we we're lucky that club success keeps people around, and you know they also recruited on character as well. Centrals did, you know they they knew the type of guy that was getting. Like there's not many blokes who come from Sydney who are rugby union players who come for a couple of years and stay forever, hey, is there?
3: No, mate. I was going to be here for yeah. You, you know the plan, Gaz. I was going to be here for a yeah. year and get drafted and play uh, 150 right. AFL games and I'd take it from <laughs> there. <right>. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm happy that's with nice. the way I this it, ended out though.
5: That's it. I find it yeah. It's, it's it's funny how it works out. But yeah, mate. Well, I was in the same boat as you. You'd like come for one year and get redrafted, and it just never works out. And then you just make do of, of of what you of what you got, you know. And then you get married, you meet a girl, and you're stuck in Adelaide forever. But it's not a bad place to be
2: stuck in, is it? <laughs> Definitely isn't. And hey, hey, James, before we let you go, it's not often you get a platform yeah. to to really stitch up your brother. Together you created a legacy at the Central's District's footy club. But is there a story that stands out from that time where you can just uh stitch Chris up a little bit?
3: And why and why are you better? Because you know which <laughs> yeah. part to getting out of.
5: I'm better because I've got the talent and Chris just got the mongrel. That's all he got. And he thinks that I used to get him in the in the poo, but he used to do it. Um, well, the stitch-up is the fact that um, in 1999 at St Kilda, I played four AFL games you know, like and did pretty well. And then at the end of the year, they offered us to go back on the rookie list. And back in those days, it was only $12,000. And so, you know, to come over to Central's, I ended up got more money to play here and got a apprenticeship, which is sort of what I'm still doing now as we're both builders. But I tell everyone now that um I only left St Kilda because Christine didn't get off at a contract. Nice, and man. because we were so close, I had to stick up for him over here. So that's why I left and he ruined my life. <laughs> well, he won my... I could have played that 150 games, baby, at AFL. I'll tell you, I'm on track, mate. Four oh. in one year off a rookie list. That's amazing. I was on track and then... He's ruined my life by uh, not being good enough to get
3: out Hey, thanks a lot, Chris. You would have been yeah, rub, rubbing been shoulders, enough. rubbing shoulders of Barry Hall, Stewie Lowe, <laughs> Robbie Harvey.
5: That's it, mate. I was, I could have been riding one of, with with them all, but I don't think so. The fact is, when you're just six foot in your high heels and you've got no speed <laughs> and you can't jump. Uh, you're going to get found out sooner or later, aren't
2: you? Well, he's the better Gowan's twin, so says he, James Now. <laughs> <Gowas. laughs> That's that, right. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, mate. Great to reminisce and no uh, big smile on Hazy's dial right now. Thanks, Damon. and thanks, Hazy. Great to speak to you, boys. It's a Sandful Footy Show. Thanks to Host Plus. On
1: SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it.
2: The Sandful Show with Damon Adams and Andrew Hayes for your Wednesday afternoon. Well, it was fantastic to see the Crow Eaters get up against WA in the state game on the weekend. And this man's name has been thrust into the national conversation, taking out the Foss Williams medal for his outstanding work off halfback on the weekend. Casey Voss, good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us. No problem. How are you? Doing very well, mate. Uh, you must be stoked. Firstly, with the state win on the weekend, how did you guys celebrate?
0: Yeah, it was, it was definitely um, definitely nice to to travel to Perth and and, and get the win. Um, the, the celebrations are um, always much better when you when you win the game.
3: Take us through the celebrations in case you did do. Uh, is it Leaderville or the Hippie Club? That's been uh, in the news recently. Did you pop in there for a water?
0: Uh, well, we sort of went to the, uh went across the WA change rooms after the game had a had a, had a couple of drinks with them, um, and then sort of went down to a um went down to the the pub next next to the office of the stadium there and um had had some dinner and and some food and, and caught up with the WA boys there and, and got to know them.
3: Oh, very nice, mate. Um, state footy in general—it looks like it's a—it's a probably a, a little bit of a level above. It looks like it's a really quick-paced, fast brand of football. What was it like?
0: Yeah, it was, it was definitely very quick, and um, WA loved to love to flick the handles around, so they they really love to get the ball moving. So it was um, very quick game. Um, it was—it was probably lucky they were only twenty-five minute quarters because I was, I was getting a bit tired towards the end there. But um, it was. It was uh, it was it was definitely quick, and um, obviously coming out with the win, um, it just makes the feeling so much better.
2: Put us in your headspace, late in that last quarter, Stefan Giro has the ball, left foot snap, careers into that post, and keeps you guys in front. Where was your heart at that moment? Oh,
0: I, was at the, uh, I was at the top of the goal square there, so I thought it was sailing straight over my head through, through for a goal, so... Um, was was pretty nervous, but it was, it was happy that uh, one of the revolution managed to quit the post, <laughs> and uh, yeah.
3: we uh, we managed to stay in front, which was nice. Mate, the state uh, team setup, uh, what's it like? And I mean, how many people? How much does it build relationships with other players from other clubs that uh, you probably wouldn't have an opportunity to do if you weren't in that sort of setup?
0: Yeah, it was definitely very strange. Like, obviously. I, I knew everyone there, but I'd never really met them before. Um, so it was it was, it was nice to, to get to know them outside of footy. Um, and I, I think obviously going away to Perth, I feel like that probably built the relationship a bit stronger as we're always together and and, and doing everything together. And um, yeah, it was obviously really really nice to, to get to know a few the boys.
2: Okay, so your form's been very good for a long time, but rightfully with that medal around your neck, the Foss Williams medal. It's It's been a pretty crazy couple of days. Your name has been a lot of conversations. You turned up on SCN's Victoria Breakfast with Gary and Tim this week. What's it been like to have your name just kind of all over the place? Casey Voss, what's he going to do?
0: It's it's a bit strange seeing your name everywhere. Um, got, got mates sending me articles here and there, and I'm just like, what's going on? Um, but it's obviously nice to have your name out there, um, yeah, and, and, and doing good things.
3: But obviously, you've nominated for the mid-season draft, um, and so I mean, how exciting is this process? And what will it, what would it be like if you did hear your name called?
0: Oh, it's it's, it's been a dream of mine to, to play at that level for for a long time. And um, if, if my name does get called, I'll obviously take that opportunity. But um, right now, I'm just um, focused on focused on work and focused on playing at Sturt, and you know, it, we're going pretty well. Which is, and I'm just enjoying my footy as well, like. Um, it's just been a fun couple of years for me, and um, really, really enjoyable.
2: Besides us badgering you this afternoon, is the, is the phone ringing a lot? Are you in discussions with different AFL clubs at the moment?
0: No, nah, not too much. Um, I'm, I'm sort of trying to keep clear of that um, let let uh, um, just just sort of live my life for now, and um, you know, if that opportunity does come, um, yeah, I'll happily take the call. Well, one person that has
2: made comment publicly around the potential of, of picking you in the mid-season draft is your old man. We know him well, Michael Voss. Unfortunately, he's uh, declined the opportunity to have you at Carlton. Uh, did you send him a message afterwards? And, oh, thanks, Dad.
3: Uh, it's going to it's gonna come back to bite him, Casey. <laughs> no,
0: it was, uh, it was it was pretty funny when I read the article. Um, I sort of agree with it. it would be a bit difficult, Um but
3: yeah, I, was, I, was, I had a little chuckle when, when I first read it. <laughs> hey, You got a manager? Yeah, I do. Ooh, there we go. Okay, well, uh, I think the manager might be uh, just working a little bit of overtime now. Uh, mate, you mm-hmm. talked, you spoke about your form at Sturt. It must be a really, really good club to beat at the minute. You guys are absolutely flying and um, doing some great things on the field and off.
0: Yeah, um, obviously we we had a good end to last year, and that's and that, um, been able to carry it across to the start of this year and we got up to obviously get off to a much better start than we did last year which should keep us um, in, in good stead for, for hopefully the end of the year and um, yeah um, it's, it's building a really good group we're very young so we, um, yeah we're, just, we're starting to get those games together and, and really building some good cohesion together and um, yeah really enjoying ourselves
2: We've been lucky enough on the Sanford Show to have a, a couple of chats this year with Marty Matner he seems like an incredibly level headed guy whip smart what, what's he like as a coach?
0: Yeah, he's got great footy IQ, um, and, and he expresses his thoughts and um, all that to across the group really, really well, and um, that's, that's definitely something that's um, really helped um, us younger blokes um, develop, um, and yeah, he just entrusted us with heaps of confidence, which has is, which is also um, just grown our confidence and um, really made us play
3: our game, which is um, what he wants. Mate, big game this weekend against North Adelaide. Um, how do you rate the Roosters?
0: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going really well. Um, obviously, they beat Gwinnell um, a couple of weeks ago in what was um, a tight game, and they ended up um, beating him down at Prospect, so it, it's going to be a tough game. Um, I mean, they're, they're 5 and 1 as well, and it's, it, um, yeah, it's, um, I'm looking forward to it.
2: Their form has been fantastic throughout the year. Is there anything in particular that you, as the Double Blues, are, are looking out for at this point? Have you done the scoping out?
0: Uh, not yet, no. I, I believe that will be something for, for later in the week when um when when, Moose, uh, when Marty um brings us um, into a meeting. Um, I ha- haven't done too much myself. Um, just just sort of focused on on, on playing footy.
3: Mate, what are you up to away from footy?
0: Uh, so I work at um, uh, Lucy Consulting, uh, doing some engineering consultation. Um, um, so yeah, that's I graduated from uni last year.
2: And they're supportive of chasing the AFL dreams as well. I mean, it's tough with any potential employer when, hey, your man, Casey Voss, is in the national conversation.
3: Yeah, has that popped up, Casey? As a boss said, hang on, mate, are are we a chance to lose you in a month or so's time? Yeah, I walked in Tuesday and and that's what
2: everyone was talking about.
0: So (laughs) so they all seem to know. But, yeah, they've been very, very flexible with me and very accommodating and I, I really appreciate it.
2: Well, we're incredibly proud of uh, all of our Sandford prospects, but particularly the ones that put it on the show on the national stage. You certainly did that on the weekend. And we're hoping, Casey, that very soon after some great performances with the Double Blues, you'll get your chance.
3: Yeah, um, ho-
0: hopefully I do. Um, yeah, like I said, it's a great place. So if it doesn't, come, I'm, I'm obviously happy to stay
3: there. So. Hey, Casey, before we let you go, mate, uh, Tommy Lewis, how's he going?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, believe well. um, and, um, I believe he's going pretty well. He's out of hospital now, and I believe he's feeling better, which is the main thing. Obviously, not, not, not great to what happened, but um, he'll move he forward and um, look, to, look to the next chapter.
3: So, correct me if i a wrong, is it ruptured spleen? Uh, pretty innocuous sort of stuff as well?
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure when it happened because um, he um, sort of played out the rest of the game and um, sort of woke up Monday morning feeling a bit weird. Um, and then sort of went to hospital. So um, yeah, it was it was a bit of a bit of a strange one to hear on Monday afternoon. Um, but yeah, from all reports, he, he's doing much
2: better. Well, it's going to be a fantastic match against the Roosters this weekend. Happy to see you back at the Double Blues, at least for now, Casey. We really appreciate your time this afternoon. No problem. Thanks, boys. Sturts Casey Voss. He is. The Foss-Williams medalist start the state game on the weekend and a great talking point for the midseason season draft coming up. Hazy, it's been a fantastic Sandful show. If you want to catch up on any of the interviews, we had James Gowans, Mickey Godden from the Crows, and, of course, there, Casey Voss. Make sure you search for the Sandful show on your favourite podcast app.
3: Uh, get around it this weekend. Of course, Sample is back after the state game. You can live stream every game that you want uh, via the Sample website. Uh, and the W final as well. Uh, one more to go before the big game, uh, big, before the big grand final. So get amongst it. Support Sturt v Elk.
2: And make sure you also tune in to the Russell Ebert tribute match, uh, which is in Loxton, the Bloods V, the Magpies on Sunday, live and free here on SDNSA. Hazy, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Damon. Catch you next week on the Sandful Show. Thanks to Host Plus.
1: Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or... Get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.